0: Eric Gardner. Michael Brown. Tamir Rice. Sandra Bland. Baltham Jean. Tashiana Jefferson. Eric Harris. Dominique Clayton. Terrence Crutcher. Alton
1: Sterling. Philando Castile. Altaria Woods. Brianna Taylor.
0: George Floyd.
1: These are the names of some black lives lost to police brutality. We say their names so that we don't forget their stories. We say their names as a reminder why this fight
0: cannot be lost. This episode is going to be much heavier than most, um, but we couldn't let this week go by without addressing the issues going on today and the rise in solidarity for the Black Lives Matter movement. Because this topic is so serious and raw for us as Black women, we're stripping down this episode and simply sharing what's on our heart. I'm Brie. I'm Chelsea and we'll go straight into our check-in. So uh, how you doing, sis? I'm not okay. I feel Mm. you. That's what I've been pushing myself to tell people when they do ask. Um, I think it's necessary for us when people ask, how are you? to tell mm-hmm. them and tell them the truth. Cause when we brush it off and give the generic, I'm fine. They think that we're fine and they can continue on with the norm. And the best thing that we can do is be honest and force them to feel uncomfortable in that knowledge that their friend is not okay. Yeah. And that, that, texting me and telling me I'm sorry and that you're here for me and support me while that's while I I, I appreciate it it's not enough um it's not enough for me to sleep at night it's it's not mm-hmm. enough for people who look like me to to not be dying on Facebook live it's end we have to Make sure everyone is uncomfortable or nothing's going to change. So that's how I'm doing. How are you doing, sis?
1: Um, first of all, I'm black and I'm proud. Amen. I'm blackity, blackity, blackety, blackity, blackety, blackety, black and proud. You feel me? <laughs> yes. Um, I've been on a little bit of a, not even a little bit, um, definitely on an emotional roller coaster of feelings. I think our fear... Right now is very real. I feel like, as a black woman, my fear has risen since the beginning of this movement. I've honestly gone out the last couple days and since the protests have started, like I've been, you know, trying to do my regular shopping and everything. And I caught myself yesterday, the day before yesterday, looking over my shoulder to see if someone would say something to me. That's real. And, um, you know, I have my moments where I just have to remember to find my joy and protect my peace and kind of get away from it all because it's a lot going on. And like you said, it's a time where we're just trying to be okay because what's happening isn't okay. And I think that's just, that's just where I'm at. So. I feel that. So first question on today's podcast um, for you, Chelsea, what does it mean right now being Black in America? What does that mean to you?
0: Right now, um, being Black in America means so many different things. It means being proud, being magic, being just... God's creation of you better preach. creativity you better and preach. beauty and black don't crack. And it is trying to. Come on, And somebody. all of the amazing things that come with being a black woman. Black people are dope. So dope. So Even dope. in all of the negative that comes with it, I love waking up every morning being black. Amen. Even on the days where I wake up and cry because of it, Mm -hmm. because of what the world has placed on it, Mm -hmm. I'm still proud to be Black. Um, But it also means having to watch people who look like my brothers, of which I have five older brothers, Mm -hmm. um, watching people who look like my brothers or myself being killed. And that video of them being killed, being splayed across social media as if we were watching a football game, Mm -hmm. as if we were watching something not inhumane. And not only having to watch black trauma trending, but having to work online at that. Right. Um, seeing the comments, seeing the overt racism in yeah. response to a call for us to just be treated as humans. Right. And still having to check in at work, still having to be professional, still having to hold in my rage. Mm hmm. Just so I can live another
1: day. Right. Because oftentimes, us as women, you
0: don't want to be the angry black woman. Oh, God, no. I can't be the angry black woman because even though we have more right than anybody else to be mad. Right. The moment I voice that anger, I'm being put into a box. That's who you become. And I'm already being put into a box the moment I step into a room. Right. And so I actively being black means consistently working against the prejudice that I know steps into the door before I do. Right. People see my skin color before they see me. So in a business setting, I have to go in and and share my credentials, share that I have a master's degree and that I've been working in this field for X amount of years. I have to share that I am the director of development and community engagement and I am not the help. Right. I am not here to clean up after this is over. I'm running this and reminding people, even though I've already said it. (laughs) reminding people on a regular basis after they have tried to pass their trash to me at my own event. That's what being black in America means to me right now. Mm-hmm. And and I can't, it also means I can't, I can't check out. Yeah. I can't pretend to be so-called colorblind because if I do that, I die. You're right. Um, I think that's one of the the reasons
1: why I'm a I don't like the line that I don't see color.
0: If you don't see color, then you don't see me if, exactly. If and that's I and it's from Christians, <laughs> which is just bizarre to me, right? Because if God made us in his own image, but also made us to be of different cultures, ethnicities, creeds, religions. Then that should be celebrated. It should be celebrated. He didn't do it for no damn reason. So even in our differences, we are still the same. But we should be celebrating our cultures. We should be celebrating our differences and uplifting one another. Not acting like it doesn't. It doesn't mean anything. Mm-hmm. Because when you, in America today, when you act like it doesn't mean anything, the people who act like it does on a negative end are the ones who are who are making my life a living hell right because you're sitting over there acting like it's not happening exactly because there are people who do see it yeah and Um, they're making sure that i know that i am different mm -hmm. and therefore And, and, and and in this day and age especially
1: now i feel like within the last few years racists are so loud Oh, they are bold. They are so bold and purple. Bold, and the fact that their leader is
0: sitting up there in the White House.
1: Exactly, and the fact that if I come in a room and someone could shout whatever to me, and you act like you don't see it,
0: and you claim not to be racist, there's a you're problem. You're no better. You're no, you're better, no than better than the them. person screaming because you're allowing it to happen. Um, and then lastly, and then I'll, I'll let you answer, um, specifically being a black woman means that, and, and for anybody that knows me knows that I have wanted to be a mother since I was a small child. Mm-hmm. And being being a black woman means that I am three to four times more likely to die yes from pregnancy related issues mm-hmm. and that's not top than my white counterparts. it is not so that means matters. I I have a spreadsheet that I've been building for years on doctors that have a six a higher success rate on doctors who have spoken out against pregnancy related um, disparities among black women uh, on clinics on, on all of their, data that has been pulled and those rates and which clinic am I less likely to die right now in Oklahoma my best bet is is a hospital that I am only twice as likely to die Mm. when I have when my best choice is twice the likelihood of death in 2020 Make it make sense.
1: Make it make sense. Make it make it sense. <sighs>
0: I'm going to stop there. But. All right. Um,
1: I think being Black in America are all the things that you said and more. I I'm trying to hold in my emotions. I think that right now what I'm feeling has brought up a lot of past hurt for me. Oh, absolutely. Um, I realized that I'm so used to being racially profiled that I don't address it anymore. I'm so used. It takes takes so much energy. And I'm used to... Trying to work hard, and I've I've seen this comment on so many things because, like you said, I am in the social media business. And to watch that video, I had to watch that video multiple times because I had to put it on stories. I had to um, clip that video for multiple stories to put on our news site, and to see the comments underneath it and and to some people who were just like if black people would just work hard and if black people just built their own wealth and black people just did this and that we built our own
0: wealth we and you built it, it and down. you burned it
1: to the ground you burned it to the ground on multiple occasions multiple um it just brought up a lot for me and i realized that i had gotten so comfortable in being racially profiled that I silenced myself. And uh, I think that it brought back memories of me working that hard to be somebody. Working twice as hard as my counterparts in class to be somebody. And it brought up all that within myself and and it became really, really heavy. And I had to check out for a couple of days.
0: Mm-hmm. Because we have been put in a position where, I mean, I don't know a single black individual that has not had that talk with their not, parents. not, not one. You have to dress better yes, or appropriately. You yes. have to show up with your best every single day every don't don't label. let them see you upset don't let them see you down work harder and maybe maybe, maybe you'll be in the same
1: position that I be in the them. same
0: position
1: maybe and you'll be in and for the people who keep saying that well maybe they should be qualified and maybe they should have the education we have all that
0: we have all that and that's the thing it's it's so we're still saying we're that we're fight, f- fighting for equality, but we need equity. Equity. Because when we got equality, we were standing at the same fence as the white people, yes. But our our ground level was eight feet low.
1: Let's, let's not say when we got it. Let's say when we were recognized as getting equality.
0: Yes, when we were recognized. Law. But even, so the, let's paint that picture. When they say they gave us equality we were eight feet under eight feet and y'all standing in here loud. And from that moment, we're already working in a deficit and we're, we have quote unquote equality. Yeah. How are we supposed to make up that deficit by which you're standing higher you. than us that we built, for. we you. built for you. And the fact so that 300 you audacity, years, we built your wealth while putting our own self backwards. And then you expect us by a magic wa- wave of a wand to be able to to catch up with nothing. And when we did get something, you burned it down. You burnt it down multiple times. We we built it, you burned it down. We moved, we built it again, you You burned burned it it down down again. again. So tell me, where's the equality and where's the equity in that? But I mean, (laughs) it's like they want our culture. They don't want our pain. That's it. They want everything that we can create without us. Without us. Because that's what they're used to having. That's where they, that's where they thrive. Right. When they can nitpick what they want from us without bringing us along. So, yeah, we tired of it.
1: We tired. We real tired. And like you said, I don't, I sat here because I've, I've wanted to be a mother all my life. And I sat here thinking about what am I going to have to tell my children when they get old enough, I
0: hope it changes.
1: I hope it changes.
0: I've been thinking about that too, and it's wild because, um, for you, those of you listening, I um, am married to a white man, so obviously our kids will be biracial. So our children, we've been we've been talking about. How we're going to raise our children in a household where Black, Indigenous, and White are prominent parts of who they are. Mm -hmm. Um, And for me, I, I say this laughing, but I've always, you know, grown up with the idea of white people ain't shit. (laughs) <laughs> and they're going to think less of you and they oh. were bred to believe that you were inferior yeah i don't know a black person that hasn't had that speech and in my in so, my circle and and that's where it's crazy because i can't tell my kids that because right. that will be part of who they are So I have to unlearn the prejudices that I have deserved or not. Yeah, I was I was just talking about that. So that I don't have my kids hating part of who they are because I want them to know. Fully celebrate. Fully celebrate. And celebrate each part of of their being. And how screwed up is it that they for sure at some point will be called nigger. With a hard R. With a hard R, Chels. By the same people that they share an ethnic background with. And that will be the day that it breaks me again. Yes. And I'll tell you, I went to a protest a few weeks, a couple weeks. I don't even know. What day is it? Because who knows? Corona is never. It has not gone away. At some Um, point. I was at a protest mm-hmm. it was last week. I think it was last week. I think and he died. sent me a text. Yeah, I did, because I wanted you to know if I was dying. I
1: know, I said, I got to get my girl. I said, she don't make it back home in an hour. I'm calling Burned somebody,
0: down. I'm calling somebody. Um, but at that protest, I saw three little girls and they were the same ages as my nieces. Whew. And when I say that broke me. I'm thankful that things are a little bit better than they were when I was my niece's ages. Mhm. I don't know that my nieces have seen the amount of racism that I saw when I was their age.
1: Or the amount of age.
0: and there I, so, I remember the first time I was called a nigger. Oh, we all do. Yeah. I was in kindergarten. Yeah, I was about to say I was like I was 7. And I remember that, I remember feeling, it was like a shot to the heart. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know why. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know what that word was, but I know that it And you hurt. knew it was bad, and you knew it hurt. And I you knew, knew it, it wasn't was
1: coming from a place
0: exactly
1: of anywhere that had any human decency to
0: be good. And... I, when I look at my nieces and nephews, I'm, they are so innocent. Mm -hmm. And I don't remember that I was that innocent at their age. Yeah. And so I'm thankful for that. Mm -hmm. But on the same note, I know that they, in some capacity, know what's going on right now. I don't know that my siblings are sitting down with them having those conversations. I hope they are, I but hope I, they don't, are. I don't know that they are. Um, but I can't imagine bringing a child into this world and seeing that child saying, hands up, don't shoot. Mm. Babies free. There was a, probably a three or four-year-old boy. You gonna see here make me cry, Chelsea. Saying "hands up, don't shoot." Mm-hmm. And on social media, as some of my closest friends share images of their baby boys and baby girls, I and and everyone, you know what I, put, I and heart eyes, and they're so cute. But at what point are they not cute? Babies become dangerous at one point do they become a target yes and a target and And for all you people
1: let me just let me just break off for all for everyone who believes that just being compliant doesn't get you shot shame on you you haven't watched you haven't listened you haven't listened you haven't watched and you haven't educated yourself I need you to look up some of the cases, some of those names that we said at the beginning of this podcast. And you will realize that being compliant will still get you shot if you were black. I'm, I'm tired of the argument. Like I'm if, tired oh, of there oh, being oh, any if you argument. Guys just put your hand. There should be no argument. We have all seen the same video. <laughs>
0: Even in Oklahoma, we had a little boy, a, a 17-year-old 17 boy.
1: years old. 17 years old. And I had to write some of that story.
0: He, he mind was you. shot
1: dead. To the point where this casket could not be opened. And, the and he, he had erratic
0: behavior, Right
1: a week later a week a later the exact same thing boy happened in the exact same situation doing the exact same thing lived
0: is that he he actually was resisting yes and was attacking. he was jumping all over stuff attacking cops and they calmly got him under detainment and he is still alive today but there is no argument when you have a white man go into a church full of black people and shoot and shoot them multiple and he people and he gets to walk out he of that gets church, to walk out of that church and go get Burger King and have a on meal. his way to jail, have a meal. There is nothing you can say to me.
1: You mean to tell me this white man in this movie theater shot up. And he walked into jail but somebody on the block selling CDs. Somebody who had a quote unquote fake $20 bill that in fact turned out to be real. So I need some of y'all to read the story. The bill was real in the George Floyd situation. For someone to steal a pack of Skittles, for someone to be playing outside with a fake gun, for
0: somebody. While, While we have fully armed grown men marching to the steps of government buildings... With AKs wrapped around their chest. But a 12-year-old boy can't play by himself. With a fake gun. With a fake gun. Now y'all let me. Shot multiple times from a distance by people trained in de-escalation.
1: Make Make that make sense. Make it make sense. Make it make sense.
0: Mm. I'm sick. I'm'm I'm, I'm yeah. s- sick because it's the same thing we've been saying over and over and over and over. And it's like we're screaming into the void,
1: yeah. and there and there are things that we, as as people, and I know you've probably been in this situation, they're just things that we don't talk about. There are situations that we've been in that we don't even explain to our inner circle. It's like, we've, our whole entire lives have had to deal with this. And some of you are just now seeing it. Yeah, I can
0: make a calendar of my lifetime. Even the non- even the, the, the microaggressions. Um, yeah, aggra- we ain't even talking about microaggressions. We're not even talking about those. I can make a calendar, a timeline of my life, and outline significant. I'm just oh yes, significant. Significant situations. Racial incidents. As a child, mind you. From the time I was a child to last week, when I tried to walk into a business meeting, my friend was almost hit by a car. The woman got out of her car, got in my my friend's face, and called her a nigger with an hard hard R, R. for no reason. It's never ending. I have to leave the house, check my surroundings, pray that nothing happens, double check. I, I have a reminder in my phone to remind me four weeks ahead of time to update my insurance paper. So I make sure I don't forget that stuff because yeah. Lord knows I don't need any extra reason. I make sure my car is clean. Mm-hmm. I make sure that there are no no unseemly issues with the facade of my vehicle. hmm. I will never put myself in a position where I'm more likely to be pulled over. Yeah, I got I d- teddy bears in the car, so they think I'm a family car. There are so many stupid things that I have to do to make sure that I get back home. And I'm sick of it. I'm sick yeah. of living like that crap is normal. And okay. It's not okay. It's not. And I'm tired of living like it. That's normal behavior. And it's okay. Because it's not. And so I'm not I'm no longer internalizing crap. I'm calling it out. You will hear or you will read me talk about it on Twitter, on Facebook, Mm -hmm. whatever. Yeah. Because as uncomfortable as I have to be on a daily basis, somebody else out there is going to be uncomfortable and know what the heck I'm going through because I'm not going through it by myself anymore. Yes. And that's how we end up here. And I love this movement. And
1: I hope it continues. I hope the momentum continues. I will be upset if in a couple of weeks we lose it. I think we just need to keep our foot on the gas. And to keep pushing for what's we just want to be seen as human beings, like the basic right. Right. We don't even and want for revenge. Someone, we don't even want revenge. And you're lucky that we don't want. Lucky. Revenge. Because if you're worried about the rioting and burning things down.
0: Which is y'all people doing it anyway. Exactly. Let but me, if I digress, that's your concern, I digress. we can burn down the things that we built for free. But that's not what what we're here for. That's not what we're here for. We're literally just screaming to so be that seen. you can see us as humans. Whew. We could talk about okay. this. All we day. could talk so about it all day. Let's move to the next question. Let's go. Um, it's not really a question, but what do you want to say to all of our Black brothers and sisters and non-gender conforming siblings? shout out to the lgbtq community yes um it is also pride month and we don't want to forget all of our lgbtq plus hearts out there we see I love you, you. you we love you we stand with you um and thank you for standing with us yes
1: and i want to say that to the black community we also have to accept our lgbtq brothers and sisters they are included in Black Lives Matter. Let's not forget
0: Yeah, that. their lives matter. Their lives and, matter. And we have to stand up for them too.
1: Yes. Um, I just want to tell my Black fam, um, make sure we're taking care of ourselves. Self-care, especially now, is more important than ever. I think you need to take moments to protect your peace, continue to stand in your joy, And just surround yourself with people that you love and that you care about. And take moments away from social media, if you must. There's a lot going on. It's hard right now, but we are together in this fight. And we will forever be together in this fight. And I love you.
0: What about you Chelsea? (sighs) Everything you said, um, I think it's very important that we take a step back regularly to protect our mental health, to protect our energy, because this is a marathon, not a sprint. It is not. Log off, log out. Take the time you need to fill your cup because unfortunately racism is not going anywhere in the three or four days that you all got on social media. Right. It will still be there when you get back. There will still be people fighting for us.
1: And it's unfortunate. the worst
0: thing you can do is get yourself into a dark place because right. you're you're in you're feeding your spirit with all of the negative.
1: Do not feed the monster because unfortunately there are some people that you just have to realize that just won't change.
0: Mm-hmm. Exercise so, your right not to speak to them. Yes. Please do. It is usually very obvious to know whether somebody wants to learn or whether somebody wants to talk who is
1: genuinely curious about what they're saying and what is wrong with what they're saying yes and we gonna get to that part (laughs) yes we are but
0: for my black people protect your energy if you have the means find a therapist we will place a couple links in the show notes um there are lots of um options if if therapy is not in your budget um i will link those as well but now more than ever it is very important to link up with someone who is trained to help you through this trauma the best thing we can do because it, it is trauma. Let's point yes, that word out. It is trauma. There's trauma. And the best thing that we can do for those kids watching us and the kids to come is to be in therapy and to be working through some of those things that we culturally hold in ourselves. Um I had a therapy session today and it was everything that I needed it to be. I, I'm still exhausted, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, but it gave me, an, and my therapist is Black, so just having someone to vent to that understands and I don't have to explain things, not only that, but someone to guide me through the process of healing and dealing with the things that I do have control over. Mm -hmm. Um, So that combination of things is the reason that many people still have their lives today because therapy saves lives, not mine. You are an advocate. (laughs) It's not saving my life. It's saving some people's lives. It's saving saving people out there in the world. (laughs) It is saving y'all's lives because... I could snap, but I'm not because my therapist is amazing. (laughs) So, y'all better thank my therapist for saving your life. Ways. I also want to say let's
1: invest in our community. Yes, shop black. Let's buy black. Let's educate ourselves in who are the black businesses in our own community so we can invest in each other and lift each other up. Amen
0: to that and we will have some links available for that as well. If you feel me.
1: That's one of the things that I had I realized myself too. I was like, let me go ahead and educate myself too. But and don't be afraid to educate yourself, black people. Yeah,
0: we have a lot like, of learning to do as we well. We have
1: a lot of learning to do as and well unlearned. about our own community. Yes. We need to stop being comfortable with people being racist
0: within our circle.
1: Hello somebody.
0: Amen to that. Amen to that. Call yeah.
1: out your Girl. friends when mm. they are being foolish.
0: Because we don't and have to check the time. yourself.
1: And check yourself.
0: We we all have those things that we have done. And it's out of ignorance. And if we're gonna call everybody else out, we, we need, need to, to call ourselves in. We need to call ourselves out too, yeah. I'm not perfect. By any I mean. have Okay. Two. Not you. (laughs) I just meant me.
1: (laughs) I (laughs) just point out myself. I was like, you mean either?
0: (laughs) But as we are calling others to take a look inward, we need to be taking a look inward as well. Um, Everybody can always be better. And just because we are going through it does not make us immune. From that same vein of hate.
1: <sighs> okay, lastly, Bree, deep sigh, man. I love my people. <laughs> <laughs> Take y'all to church today, cause I had right. I've been having to listen to some Jesus. You feel me, man? If it I've wasn't had for Uncle Kirk
0: and own. Uncle Fred, girl, did you see him the verses? Can I tell you, I forgot about the verses battle and how to watch Girl. it the next day. Yeah. Oh, it I watched it still. Spirit. Oh, I have the Spotify list saved. It blessed my soul and has been blessing my soul every morning. Since.
1: Because let me tell you who gets me together. Marvin Sapp. Mm. He takes me there. Family, family listening. Do yourself a favor. Look up, Marvin Sapp. Get yourself together. Girl, cause if I wasn't crying in the shower yesterday. mm. Oh, glory. I done turned it (laughs) to my mama.
0: (laughs) Haven't we all?
1: Full Pentecost. Help us. I said, watch when church opened back up. I'm gonna be running up and down the aisle. That's gonna be me.
0: Praise (laughs) dancing. Okay, Brian, what do we want to say to our allies? You know what, to be completely honest, I've had a
1: few people reach out to me
0: and I appreciate y'all.
1: I really do. Um, I'm not mad at you. Not you in particular anyways. Um, but overall, I just want to say um, my biggest advice to the allies is um, just self-reflect Look on the things in your life where you've had situations of you might have said something that you didn't think was racist, but a hundred percent was racist. It was. It was. um, Educate yourself and challenge your circles. You know what I mean? I want my allies and all the allies out there. Please challenge your circle. Please have uncomfortable conversations with your family members if you are with me stand with me if you are for this movement stand up for this movement and uh i see you and i thank you and we appreciate you we've been fighting this our whole entire lives has been over 400 years welcome to the party
0: get a plate get a plate
1: and for all of you that was invited to the cookout this is the cookout hello somebody
0: you gotta work when you go to black folks cookouts
1: I saw I saw the tweet that was like (laughs) for everybody invited to the cookout this is the cookout this movement Mm -hmm. is the cookout so if y'all wanna play y'all wanna sit at the table please you gotta
0: work first
1: please work for it please that's on me that's on
0: you (sighs) I will say I've also had people check in on me. God bless them.
1: You know, they really um, were feeling guilty. Did you have people really feeling guilty? Here's the thing.
0: And I said this on Twitter and I'll say it again here. Think before you check in on your Black friends. Please do, you guys. Because as a Black woman going through this, I am again, have to check in at work. I have to be productive. I have to go about my business as usual to get these bills paid. Mm -hmm. So when you start feeling some type of way because you just found out racism is not a thing of a past, don't come on my cell phone during work hours because your guilt has led you to go check in on your token black friends. I am trying to hold it together so that I can successfully compartmentalize my life as I do on a regular basis, but right now it's heightened. So when my phone dings and somebody asks me how I am, I either have to lie, or I have to take the time to really assess that I am drowning, that I am angry, and that I am not okay. And by that simple action, I am now disconnected from whatever work I was probably trying to work on. I might now be bawling and crying, and going through some emotions, thereby leading me incapacitated to do my work that I should be focusing on. Also that you can feel a little bit better about whatever guilt had came over you. And I say this with love, and I'm, I'm not saying this to be mean or anything like that, but I really need you to understand that it is not helpful to me for anybody to just text me and say, how, how are you? It's not helpful. If you want to support me, there are a list of resources that I've posted on all of my social media channels. I have been very vocal about how you can help me. Help me by calling out your racist uncle help me by stopping something when you see somebody in the street throwing racial slurs at people help me by reading the list of books that are readily available mm-hmm. that everybody is sharing help me by watching the mini docu series the mini movies that everyone is talking about if you don't know what i'm talking about when i say this then you're you're willfully ignorant because everyone has been sharing the same lists over and over yeah we will link them in the show notes so you know but truly if that check-in is not met with action then you're not don't do it in the first place helping
1: yeah, if, if the check-in, if you're if you're sitting here and being like, I wish I can do more and I uh, and I'm sorry for the things. That I I've wish you could you too. In the past, there are things that you could be doing.
0: And, Don't get and it. it's not enough to say, I'm so sorry, I had no idea. That makes me mad at you. Because to say that you had no idea means means you were not truly there for me. Because any friend that has been around me for long enough, that has been out in public with me, that has played sports with me, they've seen it firsthand. And you either weren't paying attention or you were and you did something, but, you don't get to sit here and tell me and put the emotional burden on me that you that you didn't know what that I was going through. Know. How does that help me in the situation where I'm already drowning? Now I have to hold your weight as well as mine. Stop doing that to your Black friends. Buy me some coffee. Get your friends some coffee. Send them <laughs> a up, spa package. Hit up my Bye. cash app. Right. I'm going to link it below. Send a send a donation to Black Lives Matter in your sense, please. Support. Sign in a petition. Name. Sign a posi- petition. Sign some people up to vote. Sign some people. That's up one to thing vote. I meant to say to the Black vote. people. Oh yes. Vote. Can we vote? Please. Can we vote? We do not have many of the tools that we need. And it's just about. And let's just talk about voting for a
1: second. It's just about. The president, because I'm guilty of that. Do you know what I mean? I haven't
0: voted for who to put in power in my own city, but even within that, and it starts locally. But if we're not, we don't have the tools that we need to succeed. And if we're not even using the tools we have, who the hell gonna give us the tools that we need? Hmm. So while we're out here press po- protesting I and hope, advocating for I more, hope everyone
1: is signing up to vote.
0: In Oklahoma, it's too late. I think we have until the fifteenth of June. Go ahead and still here in Texas, get your voter's registration in. Um, it's too late to vote for the upcoming vote in. And in, in the end of June is what That's I'm saying. Um, last Friday was the was the deadline, but still it's not the end all be all. There are other things that you can still be voting for in the future. So please register to vote and don't just vote based on R or D. Go and do some research. See what people have been voting for in the past. See who's been sitting in these seats for 25 years and not doing anything for us and vote them out.
1: And let me just let me just also say um, this isn't an argument about whether you are Republican, Democrat, independent. I don't care about your political affiliation. This is about being treated as a human being. This is about equality. We can disagree about a plethora of things. But one thing I will never argue about and what you can disagree with me about is racism. Right. Period. So if you feel in your heart that black lives don't matter and you're sitting here shouting about all these other things over the basic human right to exist, please unfollow me. Please do. Or I will unfollow you. I don't care that you're Republican, Democrat. Again, I don't care about your affiliation. I hope that you're voting. I hope that you're paying attention and I hope that you're reading up and I hope that you're educating yourself. But one thing you will never see me follow you on is disagreeing with a basic human right, okay? Right. So, I had to repeat that because I just needed to get it through to somebody.
0: But in, I will say, I to our allies, I see you. Those that are advocating for us locally, I, I see you. Um, I, see, I see you. And I know that there are some that are not active on social media or, or very vocal on social media, but they are doing things off of that. And I see you as well. I yeah. think there is space for everyone to do whatever they feel like they have the capacity for right for. Um, I have been seeing a lot of people saying, you know, silence is violence and everybody has to say, I don't particularly agree with that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we are at a in a in a place where everybody just posting for the sake of posting and saying, Hashtag Black, Black Lives Matter does not help the situation if it's not being done with intentionality behind it. Right. And, and I would and much and rather. Yeah. And I have seen people who I thought were maybe not on the the right side of history, I'll say. But then they popped up at a protest and I was like, oh, OK, hey. Like I hadn't seen you post anything, but you are here. Okay, do your thing. So I appreciate whatever it is that you are doing, whether it is seen or unseen to my eyes. Yes. Um, I think there are many ways because there are many different facets that have to be approached. Yes. This is about so much more than just police brutality yes this is about and
1: can we can we get that clear to some people like this yes this is about generational
0: disparity this is about systemic racism and oppression i heard the police brutality happened to be the straw that broke the camel's to be,
1: back. And, I, and it happened to be what tipped us over the edge. I feel like people are missing that fact. I feel like people are like, well, the officers got arrested and then George Floyd, what more do you want? And I'm like, that is not Oh, there's not a what lot I'm more we about. want.
0: But also that shows you the ignorance because people aren't looking things up. There is There is a laundry list of demands out there. And that is why we're here. That is why we're fighting. We're fighting so that me and you as black women don't have to be terrified to have children because we're four times more likely to die. Mm -hmm. We're fighting so that we don't have food deserts down the street from one of the wealthiest capitals in, in, in this country. We're fighting so there's not an 18 year life expectancy gap between zip codes in Oklahoma City. All of that is from systemic oppression. And that is what we're fighting for. So just like this fight is multifaceted, I feel like the 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 solutions are multifaceted. We need everybody to fight in the best way that they know how. I'm not going to sit here and demand that you do certain things to appease what I expect out of you. I will I will never do that to you. I expect you to give a damn and I expect you to do something about it. The rest of it is up to you.
1: Yes, it is. And can we just shout out to the allies who are actually calling their family and I'm seeing it? Look, I'm over here like get come home, get somebody. <laughs> you better get your Uncle Tim over here talking about black people deserve what they got. You better call Uncle Tim out.
0: Call out. I see y'all and I appreciate it. And I know that it's not easy work. I, I know we're laughing and um bringing levity to the situation because we that's have right, to, to survive I find
1: my joy you know i have to joke. that is
0: what we do to that's, survive. That's what we do but in all seriousness we know firsthand the emotional weight that it is to take a stand for what you believe in especially when it comes in the basis of color and, and racism so we see you um we appreciate you we love you and thank you for seeing us um, before we end the episode, we like to have an energy check. So, Bri, what are you giving energy to this week and what are you denying energy from?
1: Um, this week, I am giving my energy to educating myself on some of the statistics that people want to just jam down our throats. Who think they are making a point when they call us out for black on black crime. In all those things. So I have a responsibility to myself as a black woman uh, to dive into that fight, too. Um, like I said, there there are moments I've silenced myself a lot, especially trying to be a black woman in the professional setting. And I just have been giving my energy to this fight and vocalizing, like you said, being honest. And when something happens, calling it out in my own circle and doing those things, what I'm denying my energy to is, um, I'm trying to. I feel like I'm not denying my energy to anything because I want. I want to feel mad. I want to feel the sadness. I need to feel the fear so it'll fuel my fire to keep my foot on the gas in this fight. You feel me? I feel that. Like I feel like I feel this that. week I'm not denying nothing.
0: Um. I am giving my energy to finding solutions within my own strengths. So using what God gave me and the privilege and and platform that I have to do something. Um, I'm in action mode. I've moved past the emotional, angry, yeah, depressed phase of it. Yeah, that was and that I was last mean, week. Um, the girl that was the last two weeks for me. I I, that was
1: it, it was last two weeks. Yeah.
0: Um I don't know if it's because it was on the heels of COVID, but it took me a while to, to a take lot. myself out of that. Yeah, but I hard. am now on the trajectory of action. So using what I have at my disposal to, to do something. Um, and, and putting energy towards that. Um, I will deny energy from not feeling like whatever I'm doing isn't enough. And instead know that even the small things will make ripples and every little piece matters.
1: And even, I've been thinking about this too, even within my own family, um, I hope to empower them to also speak up in these times. Um, I have a lot of cousins, you do too. You have a huge family, I have a huge family. We have a lot of nieces, nephews, the whole nine. And I just want them, like you've said, to just not have to fight as hard as we've, that we've been fighting since we were kids. Um, I I feel what you said about your nieces you know you feel like they haven't seen as much as you've seen at that age and I feel like that's true for some of some of my nieces and nephews my niece surprised me my niece God love her has been protesting has been going out and using her voice but your niece has grown grown ain't she yeah my niece is uh, 19 yeah so she's out here and I'm so daggum proud of her and there are some of the things that she was talking about on her timeline that I didn't know she had gone through. Mm-hmm. And that hurt me. So I think my goal is to, even when I get back to my family, when I travel back home next month, that I, I want to have conversations with them. Yeah. Within my own family. to so just to get to know them better in their situation and, and what they've gone through. Because I feel like as a family, we could even move the needle.
0: Oh, for sure. And I think... All of our families, I mean, we have a family chat and um, the topic came up and I didn't take it well. I'll just say that it was brought up um, in the way that it was presented to me. I, I, I read it as someone outside of the family was asking my parents for Um, situations that they had been through so that they can empathize with them and understand why this is happening. Um, And my parents came to us in the family chat and said, hey, we'd like to know, basically my mom didn't feel like she had any um, stories to tell for that. And she wanted to know My parents came to us and was asking, like, what stories we have to tell. And I exploded because I have never felt like I could have that conversation with my parents. And so at a time where I am ingesting Black trauma on a regular basis, and then have to have my parents ask of me to share that trauma that they have not known about for 27 years after a white woman asked what's going on. And they never asked you? No. Ever, okay, wow. And I lost it. And I definitely could have handled it well, but better but I was just very angry because it was almost like a slap in the face and like a, how dare you? And so I hope, and that's one thing that I talked to my therapist about, I hope I can get to a point where we can have those authentic conversations um, with my family because I do think it's necessary. I would just like it to not be because of someone outside of the family poking around for reasons to empathize um but that's just me um okay so that's another episode of grown women thanks for tuning in and today i just want to say if there's not room for you at the table forget about that table burn it down burn wood for kindling and build a big warm your hands warm your your butt period period bye y'all
1: bye you guys until next time